Hello, this is Bob. This is Jordan. This is Shop Talks. We are here in the tattoo shop. Yay! We're back. Hanging out. Yeah, back at the shop. That's right. We officially open up tomorrow. So, yeah, we're yeah. here cleaning and getting things ready and switching out all our lights for LED and fucking just getting everything spiffed up. Getting ready yeah, to go buddy. back. Getting ready all to fucking set and ready to do go. the damn thing. Yeah, there you go. Have you done any tattoos at all? No comment. <laughs> well, um, what do you mean if I've done any? I mean, I've been tattooing for 12 years, but. There you go. Thanks for that's a good answer. Yeah. Do you know what time I've done it a is? Few. It's like, do you know what time it is? Yeah. Yes. Yes. What time is it? Uh... <laughs> I had a guy one time tell me, he said, uh, he asked me what time it was, and I, you know, do, he said, do I know the time? I said, and I just told him the time. He goes, well, you wouldn't be a very good uh, witness on the stand. I says, what do you he mean? He said, well, good thing I'm not on the witness stand then, huh? Yeah. Motherfucker. Like, he, says, he says, well, most lawyers want you to just answer the question, yes or no. Okay. Well, if I call your house and ask for your mom and you say, and you say, yeah, and you don't get your mom on the phone, I'm going to kind of consider you rude because you could just call for your mom. Yeah. <laughs> I do that shit all the time. I like to. I do. I just. I just think it's fun to mess with people, um, and not like in a way where I want to be rude and shitty. But people will call and be like, "Oh, is, uh, is Johnny there?" And be like, "Yeah." Can I talk to him? Sure. Hold on a second. Yeah, that's what I used to do to um, my second wife's oldest son. I'd call her house and say, "Is your mom home?" And he'd be, "Yep." And I'd be like, "Can I talk to her?" <laughs> yep. Hold on a second. <laughs> I, 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 anyway, I've never been that kind of person. I've always just been like, you know, just answer the question and you know what the intent is behind the question and answer the question. That's because just deep down you just you want to be just kind. You don't want to fuck with people. I know. I keep telling I keep telling Autumn and, and um, uh, her daughter um, Olivia, my stepdaughter, kindness is not always the answer. That's a shitty thing to say. But well, I mean, kindness is not always the answer, but you should probably always try to be kind. Yeah, that's like sometimes it's the answer is two, but you know, you should always try to be kind. Yeah. Sometimes the answer is turn left on Elm Street, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be kind. Yeah, but use no, your kind, fucking blinker. Kindness is not always the answer. <laughs> Sometimes the answer is stop at a red light. Yes, yes, yes. Stop on the yellow sometimes. Fuck. Anyway. Yeah. So what's up, man? Not much. Not much at all. Um, work's been busy. Yeah, you're still working from home, I assume? Yeah, I'm working from home. Yeah. It's nice and it's not nice. I realized sure. the other day that I missed the drive in. Uh-huh. You know, the... The you know prepare mental preparation to do the job yeah and the kind of like and the you know mental wind down mm -hmm. on the way home mm -hmm. so do you find that in general like have more time though with family or more just no. more time or it's no. about the same it's about, about the same it's about the same yeah. yeah I mean so I'm you know I get up from my my desk and I walk into the the front room and I still want that thirty minutes to take some twenty to thirty it's minutes to get home to kind of you know let my mind go sure and it's generally you know harper's running around and screaming and hollering and so autumn's cooking dinner and she wants me to take harper or harper and so yeah it's you know different six of one half dozen of the other and they don't have to pay for office space so exactly you'd be like are you guys giving everybody raises if we don't have yeah, you say that, but here's the here's the rub. I'm sure they will have you back. In, you know, we're in Idaho, but I think that the uh, the whole thing is kind of um, you know gives a good gives a big push to the idea of like eliminating a lot of like traditional overhead. brick and mortar office space, and thereby corporations get to eliminate a shitload of overhead. Yeah, and um, that's you know if they fucking if they you know pass that around and they use that to benefit their employees 
then that then great then great they figured out a way to do it more efficiently but that usually isn't the case so I won't hold my breath <laughs> well but. I think I think that working for the company that I work for I think that it's going to be um, I think that they're going to even have bigger restrictions for the company itself mm -hmm. because it doesn't have a negative impact if they you know they're gonna pay you whether you're in a building or yeah. if you're at home um, and they were giving duty pay if you'll you know duty they're giving you hazard pay to work in the building two hundred dollars extra you know four hundred dollars a month extra that didn't that wasn't in the last paycheck because I'm working from home now which is fine it was more it's money I didn't expect I didn't necessarily I mean I won't say I didn't need it. But. Shit, dude, if you'll give me fucking hazard pay to go out and fucking go to work in in uh, conditions like this, sign me up twice, motherfucker. The sun <laughs> is shining, the roads are clear, and um, shit. There's, I, yeah. Don't sound hazardous to me. Yeah, I went to the eye doctor yesterday morning early. Mm -hmm. It was Traffic was busy. Yeah, it wasn't oh, yeah. as busy oh, as normal. In the but... last week, dude, the valley has like woke the fuck up. Oh yeah, like, everyone's going everywhere. Like yeah, pretty much. There's not. I had a friend. Oh, there's I, not much staying at home happening. I had a friend who who is has high anxiety. Yeah. Um, and he he went and ran some errands and he finished his errands, but he said people were reaching across him it was mm -hmm. there was no courtesy they weren't concerned they didn't act concerned for what's going on in the world and it gave he said he had a panic attack so and it's like it's fucking uh, it's hard to yeah. have significant social anxiety or significant yeah. you know it, when you're out like i dealt with that for years so yeah. i know exactly what that's like and um, that shit sucks but you know what are you going to do here you live in the world it's full of people yeah, you know that's part of just the game, and uh, it's it costs a lot more to have somebody deliver your food, sure, than it is to drive to get your food. So, yeah. So, yeah. and it doesn't matter where you go. I mean, I realized yesterday evening I was out and went to the grocery store for a brief moment, and uh, um, I realized that there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there moving around. Oh, so not as many as normal, but they're not. But they're still not patronizing well, stores in the evenings. It's well, most that you know, people are still loading into the stores on the weekends. I notice that <coughs> a lot, me, like Friday or Saturday, Sunday, at like Lowe's and Home Depot. That is the busiest I've ever yeah, seen. They're I've never seen it that busy. And like, so this is some some of the like backwards ass logic that goes into fucking government policy. Well, it's a lot like, of it is the gas prices were low. They're not so much anymore, but they were lower so they could drive where they want to go and load up and drive back and forth. And... Adios, muchachos. Y'all have a good night. You too, Sarah. Have fun, guys. I will see you tomorrow. Yaza. So, yeah, I don't, I just, I, I, I still absolutely fail to understand the logic. I don't think there is logic. I think... Um, behind that decision of like, oh no, you can go to fucking Home Depot where everyone's fucking asshole to elbow fucking in a fucking 80 person long line to wear the a counter. Mask. No, nobody was wearing a mask. I know. I'd say literally maybe 10% of the people wear, wore a mask. At like the peak, yeah. maybe 15% here. Yeah. The peak of the whole like, oh no, fucking craze. But like, no, you're fucking like the busiest, most congested I had ever seen a home improvement store in the Valley was during this situation. And somehow like it makes good sense to the government to be like, oh no, you can't open your business where you have eight people in 1100 square feet. But when you're all fucking assholes to elbows, fucking just burying fucking faces and butts in fucking Home Depot, like, you're good to go, man. You can't get sick there. Like, fuck is that shit? Well, you know, I don't think it has a whole lot to do with you getting yeah. sick. Well, it makes it really hard, too, because another thing that causes that, too, is their limited hours. Oh, yeah. So they open up, they open it, and they might open at 6 in the morning, but... You know, I mean, nobody's forced to get up at six o'clock in the morning. No, yeah, there's no. no, there's no. But no. you know, if you don't make it there by six o'clock in the evening, you know, you're not gonna. You know, they're closed. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, maybe they expend those hours. I went into fucking Lowe's one day and just left because I wasn't willing to wait in line for like an hour. Yeah, Autumn did the same thing on the side. I went in there. And I was like, 
this is fucking stupid. And then I left. And then I realized I went into Lowe's, didn't get anything, and got as much contact and exposure as I would have in an entire month working in my tattoo shop. And then I went, this shit doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, Autumn went in. We had to get a new washer, or did, did, did a new dishwasher. Our dishwasher failed, mm-hmm. and so she got in one line, and she ended up in the self checkout. And then come to find out that she was in the wrong check. They couldn't do the self checkout for the dishwasher. Hmm. It had to be run through a teller, yeah, right, or whatever. Bitch, ring it yeah. up. So ring it up. And she she looked that guy right in the face. She says, "Well, I'm not standing in line again." And he was like barely wiping anything down. Yeah, and. Which reminds me, in my job, I help people with debit cards, uh-huh. and more people's debit cards have failed in the last, it seems like, little bit, and a lot of it's, I wonder if the stores aren't realizing the damage they're doing to their electronic their devices, devices by just spraying, wipe, them. spraying them and wiping well, them down with cloths is, and is, cloths, wet cloths. can be pretty, uh, yeah. you know, pretty abrasive. Yeah. Can be it can be normally contains a number of oxidative agents, and so uh, yeah, you know, can fuck shit up. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> and people are probably wiping their cards down after they use it, and when somebody else uses their card, they probably wipe their card down, and it's damaging their card. And weird, yeah, like when I'm at the shop, I make sure that I maintain proper cross contamination uh, procedures, and you know do all that to the nines. But that's because I'm opening up like a wound in someone's body. You know, all, what I would, we could call it like a, a large surface abrasion is probably the closest thing that's similar. We're creating like a large surface abrasion. Yeah. Very light, but still, right? Coming into contact with bodily fluid, blood, etc. And so it's good to maintain proper, you know, cross-contamination procedures. Yeah. But like, Bitch, when I'm out, when well, I'm out walking around, when I'm out going places, like, I don't, no mask. Were you able to buy masks I'm to, not wiping to shit work down. with? Um, and Nick said he had some. I know Nick works with masks when he tattoos. Um, and Johnny does too, actually. Not even because, for any main reason, but a lot of times he, he has like sinus congestion issues off and on and so he'll wear a mask a lot of the times just because he doesn't want to have to wipe his nose or blow his nose all the time and he doesn't want snot dripping all over his clients so he'll just wear a mask because it's convenient so like whatever but like i'm not the guy i'm not i'm not the guy who's like oh let me clean really well when i get home and take off all my clothes and let me wipe my i don't know no like you do that if 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 you want to do it great like more power to you but like i am a very complex uh, organism that is designed to operate in concert with literally billions of other simple and complex organisms. And if you start to remove yourself from that system, then you start to, you know, fail to function correctly. And well, so you sever I, symbiosis and... Yeah, I, I, I choose, intentionally word. choose to not remove myself from the... Uh, the biotic symbiosis yeah. that is, I believe, essential to a healthy life. Yeah. Well, I wonder. I wonder as we get old, as as my daughter gets older, as Harper gets older, this actually may be a, a, a Indian leg wrestling trick with Autumn and I. I am not excited about my daughter getting any more any kind of flu shot or any kind of COVID injection no, or no, anything. No. Why would you? It's so. They're so unnecessary if you're healthy, yeah. you have a healthy immune system, it's completely unnecessary. Yeah. Like, especially for something that's extremely low risk. Right. Like, if you want to talk about, like, getting a vaccination for something that actually, like, kills or maims a large percentage of the people who contract the infection, um, then okay, cool, like, we should discuss that, like, and there have been cases of that in the past, where I think vaccines are, um, you know, an intelligent thing, because if you get this, you have a 30% chance you're going to end up in a wheelchair. Well, all right, that sounds like something where, like, that, okay, good. If you get this, you have a 0.02% chance of death. 
I have a 0.02% chance or there's a 0.02% chance across the population because I am not the average of the population. And I'm not willing to, to go down that path of, um, you know, pills and vaccines and injections over healthy lifestyle. Yeah. If I need a vaccine, like need it, take it, I'll get it. If it's proven safe and the disease is worse than the possible side effects. Of, yeah. Of, of well, the there's there's a YouTube so, video out there from 60 minutes, 60 minutes video from the 1976 swine flu pandemic, mm -hmm. which I'm old enough to remember because I was nine years old at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and they, the government quickly released uh, uh, an immunization for it. Mm -hmm. And they forced some people to take it. And some people had bad reactions and they ended up paying people out. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. And that you was know, the federal you, government that did if that. If you rush the production of something as complicated as a vaccine, the vaccines aren't, I don't think they're super simple like people think. The development well, of, an, of an effective SARS. vaccine, especially when you're talking about something like the the um, SARS-CoV-2. Uh, SARS yeah. Um, Coronavirus MERS. for all you guys, right? But if you're talking about something like that, well, not necessarily MERS. MERS, MERS was was fairly deadly on right. the order of something like nine to thirteen percent. Right, but there was still there was still no there were, we still didn't quarantine for it. No, and we didn't we didn't talk about this. Well, the transmissibility was really low yeah. because it was so deadly, and that's the difference. Is generally you'll find that a virus is highly transmissible with an extremely low mortality rate or high mortality rate and extremely low transmissibility. It's very, very, very fucking rare that yeah. you're going to find any type of virus that's going to have high mortality and high transmissibility. Because then, if the virus kills the host before it can multiply and transfer, that's not a good life cycle program for the virus. So they don't tend to program that way. Makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when you're talking about a, a virus... And I don't mean to say that it's an extremely complex virus in and of itself, but it is very transmissible. It is highly transmissible, yeah. right? And that's that's not well, super debatable. The, the, the transmission rate is pretty pretty high. Um, it's not as high as some. I think, what was it, like 1.1, I think, or 1.3? I don't know. Anyway, I'd, I'd have to look the number up. But the transmissibility was fairly high. Compared to MERS, which was fairly low, I think it was like 0.2 or 0.3 or right. something. But um, when you have something with such a high transmissibility rate, and it's coming from a lot of different directions because air travel is so prevalent now, like never before in history, you start to develop a lot of different strains. And so there's a lot of different uh, genetic variations to the virus. So you might not ever develop a successful vaccine. You might develop a vaccine that's successful against me. this strain, this strain, and this strain, but it's not successful against this other group of strains of the virus, right? Yeah. And that's the thing with developing vaccines for a virus that's highly transmissible with a really low mortality rate um, that has lots of different genetic iterations. Yeah. It's usually not very successful. And on top of that, you spend a whole lot of money developing a vaccine to vaccinate people against something that is highly unlikely to cause them damage. Well, I mean, you look at look at measles. Yeah. Um, there's a vaccination for measles. Been around for decades, right? Mm -hmm. But but at the same time, though, when we, when I was a kid, the Brady Bunch was on, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. they had an episode. Every every one of the, all six kids got the measles, and at the end of it, Mike and um, oh, um, what was her name, the mom, the dad, Mike, and the mom, they said, "Well, we got through that," and like it was no big deal. Well, not no big deal, but that was just a thing back then. Yeah. It wasn't like every time some fucking bug 
came up, you were going to fucking whine and cry and hide your fucking head in the sand until somebody fucking came up with a vaccine that may or may not work and told you you were going to be fine. Yeah. Like, it was a different time, unfortunately, or fortunately, or however you want to view it. Right now, I think people have gotten to this place of extreme complacency and lack of personal responsibility where they feel like they don't know how to behave with a sense of personal responsibility. How do I make decisions for myself? I don't know. Yeah. I'm afraid. I'll just let somebody else make a decision for me. Yeah. Why are you talking about that? Why don't you just trust the scientists? Because there's thousands of different scientists and they say lots of different things. And some people, believe it or not, are smarter and better at their job than other people, scientists included. Yeah. So when you just throw out some ignorant blanket statement, like, why don't you just listen to the scientists? Oh, I am. I'm just being selective about which scientists I listen to because yeah. I'm going through and listening to what they have to say. I'm looking at their... The, uh, the, the history of their career. I'm looking at the way they've operated in their field. And then I'm making an assessment about their ability to say what they're saying. And I'm making an assessment about the validity of the claims that they're making. Yes. Based on a large number of factors. So it's not that I'm, it's that if you're gonna listen to scientists, and I highly recommend you do so because they usually know more than you about the things that you don't know about. Hmm. Surprising. <laughs> You still have a, a lot of decisions to make about which scientists you're going to listen to and why. Yeah. And not all of them are created equal. And not all of the scientists in the highest positions with the best pay are the best at their job. And not all of the scientists um, with, you know, in obscurity are terrible. Now, that's not to say that there aren't excellent scientists at the top of their game in, yeah. in, in positions of extreme authority, because there are. Um, but the, the, the position, your position of authority and or power, does not intelligence confer. Or accuracy. No, neither. And so, yeah, sure, you should listen to a scientist. Yeah. But... They're all saying lots of different things. So well, if you want to, if you still want to know what to think, you still have to sort through the fucking shit. Right. And to do that, you still have to practice personal responsibility. Right. Yeah. So I, I have a friend who works for DirecTV. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have lots of friends who work for DirecTV actually. And this friend posted on his Facebook page about how he had taken a call from somebody, and they had died from COVID. He had to close their account because uh -huh. this person's father had died from COVID. And um, and his statement at the end of that was stay home. And my question to him, I don't I don't ask questions of him because he just calls yeah, me names. He, yeah. he just calls me names when I'm uh, when I ask questions or he ignores me anyway. Who? So, who? Wait. Who? No. What? Um, he either calls me. He, well, he doesn't. Really, he ignores me actually. He's not like some other people who just call you names when you're asking questions. Um, but he. Uh, um, and I'm not trying to disrespect the dude. I'm just saying this is this is my perspective. And uh, um, but I'm like, well, how many people a day do you talk to? You spoke to one person who died of COVID, and how many hundreds of people have you talked to this month? Mm -hmm. I I work for a company that talks I, that has millions of customers. Yeah. I haven't talked to anybody yet who's died from COVID. Yep. I've talked to a lot of people. I shouldn't say a lot. I've talked to a few people who have found COVID on the death certificate of a family member who has died, not of COVID. Um, so of the people that I do know who have family members who have died of COVID, none of them actually died of COVID. They all had some other shit that they were Even fucking Even in Idaho? With. Yeah, I don't know a single person who's Fuck. actually died of, of, of uh, SARS-CoV-2. Well, I, uh, uh, my stepfather died of uh, type A flu mm -hmm. at the end of March. What's on his... What's is, on his it is, is it type it, A flu influenza? Yeah, it influenza. Good. They did not put COVID Good. on it. And that's the, but that's the thing. If you look at Idaho and the numbers here, like there aren't a great many 
COVID infections or deaths. I think we're somewhere around like 2,400 um, infections and maybe 60, 60 I haven't seen, I've, I've not deaths. seen the Idaho number because they're very, they're very everybody's low. so concentrated very, on very a bigger low. number of, yeah. you know, the message, the, the news today was 300,000 worldwide. Yeah, but that's the thing, like, that's the other thing that I think the human mind is not ready to, or is not able to really adequately uh, parse that much information. Because, fuck, dude, 50 years ago, you you could turn on the news and kind of know what was happening around the world, but, like, <laughs> not like you do now. Yeah. And the reality is that your mind hasn't evolved at all in the last 200 years. 200 years ago, you didn't know what was going on anywhere except for in your own backyard. Yeah. And... So people right now have a uh, they have a, a mind they have an intelligence that from a from a, you know an informational parsing standpoint right. is not even remotely evolved enough to understand how to meaningfully parse the information from across so, the globe. So they get scared. Yeah, they think that's three hundred thousand right. people dead, and it feels like they all died right next to you, but yeah. they didn't. Yeah, and. The reality of, of the situation is you have a bunch of negative information because the world is huge. Well, it's like, like the world that question, is enormous. The $64 question is if you could change anything in the world right now today, what would it be? My first answer has always been the 24-hour news cycle. It's mm, terrible. Because, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll give you two examples, one good and one one silly, or maybe it's maybe they're both good, good examples. Dead giveaway. Remember that black guy who in Indiana caught that dude? She, he opened that door for that woman. He had three women trapped in his basement. He'd been barbecuing with the guy, eating food with him. I don't remember at his that. house. No, uh -uh. no yeah. So there was a I don't remember the guy's name, but he was talking to the news guy, and you know what? Fifty years ago. You'd have got a blip on a newspaper for that kind of story. Yeah. Okay? 50 years ago, if there was a something going on and it made somebody famous, they would have been famous within their own area. Yeah. Never in, you know, from Florida to Idaho would you know what happened in Florida. Yeah. In those instances. Like uh, the guy. Not, not in anything yeah. minor. Like right. You would, and, and look how many people are considered celebrities now. Oh. You know, because they have a million followers on Instagram, you know. Oh, they're celebrities. I'm, I'm like, what What makes them I've never heard of this person. What makes them a celebrity? Yeah, what are they telling Oh, what okay. Telling so, so they have a group of people that follow them uh -huh. that, like, I have, I, there's, this guy, there's this guy named Stevie T. Uh, Stephen Tedberry. He has a YouTube channel. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal guitar player. Mm -hmm. And I love his videos, his YouTube videos. Is um, uh, He finally hit 2 million subscribers. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's a fair amount. That's, that's a lot a of fucking subscribers. Fucking yeah. I, consider him, fucking... I consider him a celebrity. To a certain extent. To, to an extent, to, to, the, world, to sure. the type of entertainer that he is. He told, he told a story on himself. There's a band called Dragon Force. Yeah. They're a speed metal band. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. And pretty good. their bass guitar player it retired. He didn't want to tour anymore. They offered Stevie the position to play bass. That's how good he is. Yeah. And he said, "I don't play bass. I play guitar." No, he no. said. He said. He said yes, and then he said, "No, I have social anxiety. I can't do it." Really? Yeah. Fuck, dude. So, and he apologized to his all his fans. I was going to do this tour. I said yes. I was excited. And the closer, you know, just the more I thought about it, the more, you know, just the days it came, even the few days came closer, which was still a ways away. He said I couldn't do it. Perfect opportunity to fucking face your fears. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just don't buy it. Like, but I mean, I'm the type of person who is like, if you're afraid of it, then that's what you should do. Well, I want to reach out to Stevie T and see if he'd write us a 30 second blip for like a hundred bucks. Why? Because because you love him. Because you I love, love his that shit. I, I love his shit. I, I should play that video. He, he has one where he plays. He plays a song that he wrote. He plays all of. He has like sixteen or twenty between sixteen and twenty guitars, and he plays every single one of them, including bass guitars. And it's really good. Yeah, it's really really good.
We'll have to check it out. Yeah. So, anyway, um, my plug for Stevie T, even though he'll never know. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, I know. I mean, how many people? We talk about how many people, and they never know. We'll talk about them, but that's fine. Maybe, maybe someday. Maybe someday. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, no. I'm worried about opening up tomorrow. Well, tattooing people. Really worried about that. Yeah, that's gonna be fun though. Uh, the the video. I'm excited of, about that. There there's a video of a little girl in here getting an ear piercing. Yeah, my daughter. Yeah. And the look on her face when that she realized how much that hurt. That was easy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I didn't want to say her name. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That's my, yeah. It was. It was like. Oh, that's funny. You know, she for her to realize that. She was like. She went like, ow face, and then, oh, shit. It was the oh shit face. Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking funny. <laughs> Olivia wants more ear piercings, but we got to work it out with her dad. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How many does she have now? She has one in each ear. Oh, okay. The so. basic. The yeah. basic one in each lobe. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. I keep thinking about getting my ears pierced, but I don't think I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, I had mine. I pierced and stretched, and then uh, surgically closed them, and then cut them back open, and then stretched them again, and then closed them again. I don't. I don't give a shit anymore. I just don't care. Yeah. I don't care. There's a bunch of different crap. How, to how hard now they look like of... now? They look like little cat buttholes. So what? What? How hard was it to be surgically repaired? Well, I mean, you know, it was like tattoo shop surgery, you know. Oh, okay. We, uh, you know, I mean, procedurally, we, you know, we had them, they, were, they weren't like enormously enormous. I think they were maybe like half an inch, five eighths. And I said like, I don't really like the position of these in the lobe. I think they're a little too low in the lobe and I've got big lobes. Like, why don't we close these up? And then, so what we did is like ran a taper to create a bunch of micro tears and then just ran the taper through and then took and they just left the jewelry out. And so they went from like a half an inch or five eighths down to like maybe like a four gauge over the course of like a month or two. They just kind of shrunk up and then healed. Well, your ear globes have changed since we've known each other. No, they're all fucked up. But like, and then after that, we took and dermal punched the center of the hole out and then just to remove that inner ring of tissue. And then, um, I can't remember if we sutured them or steri-stripped them up and then let those heal. And then maybe like six months after that, then we pierced them up higher and tapered them open. But then it was, I didn't like this feeling of the pressure of the, like, and then I, they stretched, they stretched quite well and I had really big earlobes, but um, like real meaty. But I did not like the pressure of the, the uh, jewelry on my cartilage. And so always pull, it always felt like somebody's tugging on your ears. I didn't like it. It was uncomfortable. It felt like yeah. somebody was really like pushing it. And so I was like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care. And I used to have a lot of different piercings and all. And I just, simple. I just want it to be simple. I don't want to have to fucking yeah. pull the fucking, you know, drain plugs out of my ears and fucking scrub them up clean in the sink and make sure my ears don't smell like butt cheese and, you know, do this thing and clean my septum and clean my high nostril piercings and, and do this and do that. I just didn't want to do it anymore. And oh, gum recession because of this oral piercing and that oral piercing and it's causing problems with it. I just didn't care. I was just over it. You know, oh, I want something. I just want it to be simple. You know, that's what to say. I don't like it. I don't enjoy having it in the shop and I don't enjoy, you know, teaching, you know, uh, but it's it's just not for me personally. No, anymore. I dig that. Yeah. Kind of outgrew it, I guess. Yeah. Like I told you before, I got, I got my ear pierced one time and they slammed that sucker in so hard I couldn't get it out, so I got an infection. So I had this big puffy thing around my ear, Oof. my earring, and my ear little, my little ear stud. And oh, they pierce it with one of those guns, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those things, dude. Those things are well now. Awful, yeah, I bro. see that. Yeah, I see that now. Yeah, those things are aggressive, and they aggressively spread, fucking gross, fucking bodily fluid. Biomatter from fucking patient to patient. It's disgusting. Oh, my man. Oh, yeah. Well, someday we'll be all open again, and maybe I'll get a bill to buy a fucking can of Lysol spray. Lysol spray? What do you want that for? I just like having Lysol just in like the house. I grew up with Lysol. I grew up with the smell. 
Mary couldn't, my third wife, Mary couldn't deal with it because she had allergies to it. Uh-huh. Gave her migraines. Yeah. Um, so, often though, I wonder if that was an answer for everything. <laughs> what do you lice on? Uh, I spread the garbage can because it sm- makes it smell better in the house okay. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, the the, um, the shower floor, mm-hmm. if I'm, you know, snotty that day and I blow snot out of the, in the shower, mm-hmm. I try to lice all the, the shower floor. Oh, shit, um, my fungi, My fungi feet, okay. you know. So I, I, I probably don't do it as good as I make it sound like, but that's the intention. Well, something. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know anything about. It. I was like, I saw what's the. It has the like word. I, it has the word. It does have the word COVID on it on the side of the can. Yeah, shit. I don't know. It kills COVID. You know what else kills COVID? Fucking sunlight and a good attitude. <laughs> I still want to know about that nebulizing thing we talked about last week, because or the last time, because oh, like, the. Um, have you heard anything else about that? Uh, no, and I honestly think that, like, although it is an interesting and useful um, procedure, I think that so many of these treatments that people are discussing are worse than the disease for most people. Well, I've heard, I've always heard, mm-hmm. I've been hearing for the last couple of weeks that so if they put you on the respirator, you're done. A ventilator. A ventilator, excuse me. And, 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 yeah, well, that's putting somebody on a ventilator is something that you should maybe do if they're they literally cannot breathe for themselves. It's not probably something that you should do if they're having trouble breathing. Um, you know, if they can't breathe and it's like, well, if we take him, you know, if it, here in about thirty seconds he's gonna die because no oxygen's getting into his blood. You fucking, you know, you fucking uh, stick tube in them and put them on a ventilator. That's what they do, right? Mm-hmm. But that is for fucking serious ass fucking trauma. It's not for somebody who shows up with fucking fluid on the lungs and has trouble breathing. If somebody shows up with fucking, uh, you know, with fluid on the lungs and they're having trouble breathing, you need to fucking get those goddamn <clears throat> the fluid to settle and you need to get them fucking lungs strong and you need to increase lung capacity. You need to get them fucking doing breathing exercises. And I don't give a fuck if it hurts. Yeah, it hurts, bitch. You're sick. You're unhealthy. You're unhealthy and you're sick. Here's the fucking breathing shit. Or like, here is a fucking non-invasive breathing apparatus, right? Like a CPAP. Those are a lot more successful than ventilators. Um, ventilators, yeah, have proven to be really ineffective. And as any thinking person would assume. So the use of ventilators, I'm really skeptical as to why they started using them to begin with. Because it's, it's, it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot of good sense. If somebody's having trouble breathing, yeah. if you put them on a ventilator, now their body doesn't have to breathe at all. At all. So all the parts of their body that were ha- struggling to breathe before, now they don't have to struggle at all. Yeah. How the fuck is that person going to get healthy? Well, patient zero for Idaho, the lady who came in from into Ketchum, mm-hmm. uh, was released from the hospital yesterday. From She'd been in the hospital since mid-March. Yeah. So Probably getting pumped full of all sorts of shit. And yeah. fucking... That's the thing. It's like... How can you tell me that all of that fucking lung inflammation isn't a result of the fucking nine different fucking chemicals that you fucking crammed inside somebody without knowing what the, you know, reactions would be? Yeah. You can't say that. And when you're using fucking, you know, when you're, um, when you're using fucking strong antivirals, you know, you're using these pretty aggressive drugs, like they can cause pretty significant inflammation on their own. Yeah. So if you're discussing a disease that kills people most of the time through fluid buildup in the lungs caused by lung tissue inflammation, then the goal should be how do we boost immune system function? How do we reduce systemic inflammation? And how do we strengthen their breathing? How do we do it quickly? But none of the treatments that I've seen have been addressing how do we strengthen this person's breathing, how do we bolster their immune system, and how do we reduce inflammation without reducing the immune system. And that's it. That's all you need to do to fucking beat COVID. You reduce systemic inflammation, 
you strengthen breathing. <laughs> and I don't remember what the third one says because the third one thing I said, but maybe you do. But um, strengthen the immune system. Strengthen the immune system. That's it. It's very simple. But the treatment regimens that I've been looking at don't ha they don't deal with that, which makes me highly skeptical of the treatments being employed. Yeah. Like. So you're going to war. That's the thing. That's the idea that people have and that doctors have in the medical community. We're going to fight this virus. Great. Well, great. Sure. Fine. Okay. I get that. But like if you're going in with that attitude of we're going to fucking kill this thing. Generally, the, th the treatments or the drugs that you're going to use to do that are going to be damaging. Yeah. And not just well, damaging not to the virus. At that point, it's not even a tactical retreat. It's, it's a, it's a you know, an over aggressive you know, reaction to something that needs to be reevaluated. Well, that's why people die of COVID. Completely. Let's be very clear. Nobody, nobody, not a single fucking person has died of, of a fucking uh, COVID or a SARS fucking COVID two infection. Uh, fucking COVID nineteen. Nobody's died from COVID nineteen. You die because you get a COVID-19 infection, which triggers an immune system response. If you have a healthy immune system, the response is appropriate, and you have symptoms ranging from nothing to a, a, a fairly strong cold. Right. If you have a poorly functioning immune system, then the inflammation that gets triggered by the infection in the lungs, and it is a mild to moderate amount of, <clears throat> of inflammation that's caused by the initial infection. But the immune system response is what kills people. That's what causes massive fluid buildup, and that's what causes loads of inflammation. This is what we call systemic or cascading inflammation, or a cytokine storm is, you know, a more specific term for what's happening. Your immune system doesn't know how to function properly and regulate. It's on fucking high alert, and you're fucking, you have a systemic inflammation already. So you put one more straw on the camel's back, and now you have a cytokine storm, which is runaway systemic inflammation. Yeah. COVID doesn't kill anybody. People are killed by the, the, their own immune system's overreaction. So it's the, it's the thing that the immune system is already fighting or managing properly, throwing the immune system into out of... Out of no, it's the fact that their immune system is fucking poorly functioning to begin with. Yeah. It's the fact that they probably um, consume the average American diet, which is significantly too high in carbohydrate, which causes systemic inflammation, like processed carbohydrate especially. But for some people, it can even be like pro uh, complex carbohydrate. But that's the thing. Everybody's got to have a different... But nobody, everybody just wants to go, fuck it, I'm going to the store to fucking get some spaghetti or I'm going to fucking chow down some lasagna and mashed potatoes or like... Great. It feels good. It tastes good. I know. I love it too. But if you eat the average American diet, you're going to be in pain. You're going to have a poorly functioning immune system. You're going to be overweight. And when your body has to function properly to deal with an infection, it's not going to do that. It's not going to be able to do it correctly. And if you have enough issues already if you have enough inflammation already underlying that's why they say well they have, you know all of these um, underlying medical conditions right yeah um, then the immune system cannot properly fight off the virus and it goes into fucking massive overdrive and then you have basically a runaway immune system which is the same thing that happens with people with autoimmune disease they just didn't have it triggered by a virus. It was triggered by something else. But it doesn't matter what it's triggered by. What we're talking about is systemic inflammation causing significant issues. 
So if you want act, if you want fucking functional treatment, you want to reduce inflammation, you want to bolster the immune system, and you you want to fucking uh, strengthen the breathing for this specifically. Right. But that's it. That's it. And though thus far the treatment regimens that I've looked at, they don't move in that direction. They move in the direction of let's uh, try to attack the virus. Yeah. And the attack on the virus, just like any war, there's collateral damage. In any war, there's collateral damage. And so if you go in to fight the virus, there will be collateral damage. If the person is not healthy, maybe even if they are healthy, depending on how much collateral damage you cause while trying to fight the virus, yeah. when in reality the virus isn't doing a significant amount of damage. It's the person's poorly functioning immune system in response to the virus that's doing the significant damage. Yeah. But you're not actually doing anything to address that issue. You're trying to battle the virus. It doesn't make any sense. It's like saying, oh, my tires are flat. I better change my oil. Yeah. The immune system's not functioning. That's causing people to die. Let's fight the virus. What? Okay, fine. Do it however you want, but don't expect me to show up at the hospital. <laughs> well, nobody is. I went to a doc in the box yesterday for this infection I have, and um, there was one other person there. Yeah. That was it. It was at there? six o'clock in the evening. You know. Yeah. So. I I mean I trust my uh, you know my GP pretty well, but that's also because we have a fairly give and take relationship. So I can go in there and say, this is what I think. This is the course of action that I want to take. And he'll respect that. You know, he'll give me his advice. Well, mine does the it. same thing. I told him I was doing the code red thing. And he's like, no, 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 you can't do that high fat thing. I'm like, well, no, it's working for me. He says, okay, it's working for you, but I need you to cheat at least once a month. It made him feel better to tell me that. Sure. Whatever. Like, cool. Whatever makes okay. you feel good. Sure. Yeah. I'll have a, I'll have a, you know, dish of sushi every once in a while and not that I've really lived up to that code red thing anymore. <laughs> it was working out really well for you, though. Yeah, we're we're um, Autumn and I are both feeling the weight of of you know living in working living in you know living at home and working from home, and you know what's convenient to buy and what's not convenient to buy, mm -hmm. and um, it's struggling with a 12-year-old who won't eat what you make for dinner. And That's all right. They'll always eat after the third or fourth day. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about right. That's but, your uh, fucking dude. That's how I learned. You don't want what's cooked? That's all right. There's a drawer of fruit and vegetables. You don't want that? Go to bed, motherfucker. You'll be hungry soon. You'll eat. I promise. Yeah. No, but shit's... I, and that's... I mean... I understand that I think that that's that a, that's approach, a hard dynamic to create. That now. approach makes a lot of parents uncomfortable. But, well, but, I don't feel uncomfortable with that because you're right. At some point, you just start eating. Exactly. At some point, you're going to start eating whatever is made or whatever's healthy. And then but it's move but it is uh, you know it's a it's an uphill battle because I came in so late. Sure. And I and you know what she's doing really good though. She's a good kid. No. I don't want to make I don't want to make my stepdaughter Olivia sound like she's like no this snotty no, little no, girl. No. She's who awesome. Everything. She is really awesome. So but uh, everybody so, has issues too. She's so. so helpful with her sister, and and uh, and I tell you what, if if Olivia's not home and she comes home, Harper is just all over her. When she comes out of her bedroom in the morning, that's cute. You know, it's it's funny because she's like, <gasps> she just lights up, you know. So <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah, it is. That's one thing I think that I'll probably regret is not seeing Isabella with like a sibling. You know. Yeah, I understand that. But, but, I like her quite a lot, and I also don't, uh, yeah, I don't know, man, bring the child into this right now, mm, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, we, we've kind of, I, I don't know, I've, I've kind of questioned her own sanity a couple times about that. But, I mean, it was a, it was touch and go. I mean, it was, you know, funny, quirky little things that happened in an emergency room asking if she was pregnant. She says, I could be, and then they took the test, and... Then never read the test and took her for x-rays and took her through a CAT scan with dye. Oh, jeez. And, and then we're leaving the hotel. We're leaing the, the we're leaving the like, room. Oh, and the nurse the nurse who's cleaning up after everything, she's like, Oh look, you're there's a positive pregnancy test here. 
And I'm like, like, God damn it. And (laughs) And, that is why. And we spent 12 weeks worried about what that fetus would be like because she'd had an x-ray and a CAT scan would die. Well, and that is a perfect example of why just because somebody works at a hospital doesn't mean that they're any smarter than my dog. Yeah. (laughs) For real. Like, why'd you bother to give her the pregnancy test if you weren't going to look at it before you zapped her full of radiation? The real problem is that they... They all want to work the room, sure. you know. Well, yeah, that's because it's a fucking performance art fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's yeah, they've got you know, you have fifteen different people come into the room and take her temperature and give her, you know, give take your vitals every forty every fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, uh, how many people do you need to do this? You know, not that many. So. I know I talked to a lot of people on the phone who are going to college to become nurses. And those are the most of the people I when I talk to people, hey, what's your what's your major in college? Oh, I'm going to school to be a nurse. Wow, there's you know, I lick my finger and wipe the sky. Well, there's another one, you know. Mm-hmm. Cuz there's just so many people that are becoming nurses because there's money well, in it. There's money in it and there's a shitload of sick people because right? the medical system that we have in the US makes Loads of sick people because well, that's where the have, money is. You also have the, the the last threads of the greatest generation who are you know passing well, fucking, through hospitals yeah, yeah, oh, and yeah. into and into you know and then the generation between the baby boomers and the greatest generation, which my parents are that generation, uh-huh. um, which they never labeled those guys, and then uh, call them in betweeners. Yeah, I guess I, they probably do consider them part of the greatest generation, but um, because they're really not. They were just, you know, not old enough to serve. They're not, they're mid or late eighties, nineties. Yeah. They're like in the like. Well, my dad's eighty. And dad's he didn't, eighty, but he, he wasn't like. He was born thirty-eight. He wasn't. He was born in thirty-eight. So okay. a year before Hitler rolled into Poland. Yeah. So and then mom was born in nineteen forty. So and then, so my sister, my older sister's a baby boomer. My older brother, was a was he a baby boomer? He was born in sixty. So I think he was a baby boomer. I'm not a baby boomer. I'm Gen X, which technically I'm not Gen X because Gen X generation, the majority of those Gen Xers, parents are the parents of baby boomers. I am not the child of, I'm not the child of baby boomers. So, and my, my brother's son, who is a millennial, technically he's a millennial, he was born in 91, so... He's a millennial, but he's technically not a millennial because, well, his mother's Gen X, but his her his his dad was a baby boomer. My dad's a baby boomer. Yeah, my dad's fucking. I, my dad had me when he was thirty-eight. I was his first kid. Yeah, yeah. He was like, funny. "Fuck it, start a family." Nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. You'd be fucking surprised to see him now too. That uh, nobody thinks he's seventy. Good, but he's always been like that type of guy. Like, well, you know, get up, get, get up, get up, get to work. You know, I've got the day off, so I gotta, you know, got plenty of things to do around here, though. You know, and then yeah. I'll spend all day fucking, you know, digging holes, working on the tractor, working in the shop. You know, yeah, whatever. I gotta get out in the backyard too, get some work done. Oh, put yourself a garden in. Lazy. Put yourself a garden in. I need somebody to bring me my fucking rototiller. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I was done with that thing. I was going to bring it to you. Then Johnny's like, can I use it? And I was like, it's not mine. It's Bob's. You can ask him. He called and asked him. Yeah. I said, yeah. I was I was like, you didn't even have to ask, bro. I'm okay with it. Call him and tell him, hey, bring me my rotor. Where's my rotor? Yeah, say, listen here. Does he listen? Listen here. <laughs> How long did it fucking take you to rototill up your fucking garden? Sure didn't take fucking three weeks. Bring me my goddamn rototiller, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll reach out to him. <laughs> I, you know what I need to do? I, I, need, I, I either need to go buy a new fucking weed eater... Or I need to just get some fucking thread for the one I have. I just need well, to... I got thread for the one I have. I just need to put it together. Put I just, it in, bud. So I'll put it in Saturday. I'll, maybe that's what I'll do tomorrow. Autumn's going to go grocery shopping tomorrow. She likes to get out of the house and mm-hmm. we take turns. But um, I'll get out there in that backyard and weed eat there. Put the little girl in the playpen in the backyard and mm-hmm. let her scream at me while she... Yeah. You know? Flip a little, flip a little grass and rocks at yeah. her. At her fucking baby cage. and Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're going to buy a trampoline, too, so... There you go. Anyway, there you it's... Go. it's uh, 
It's time to open up and, and be a little bit more, you know, have an affair with that son this year. You know, you got it, bro. That's where, that's where the fucking, a lot of vitamin D comes from. Yeah. Got to fucking well, get out there, get that vitamin D. I'd have been riding in the rain, you know, I'd have rode in the morning to work in the clouds and yeah. rode home in the rain. I don't care. Yeah. I've done that. Hell, I rode home in the snow. So. Yeah, but you're pretty covered up when you're riding a bike, though. I mean, yeah. I like riding all the time, too, but. You'll catch a lot of rays when you're riding a motor scooter. Unless you're like, yeah, I just like the wind. Fucking... I just oh, like yeah. the wind in my face. And awesome. I hate wearing a helmet, but I do because my wife insists. Yep. Although uh, I did go out the other day with her watching me and without my helmet on. I do because handy. I got in a fucking wreck and I bounced down the goddamn road. And when I got done, my fucking helmet looked like I'd thrown it across fucking lawnmower. <laughs> so <laughs> now I wear a helmet. Yeah, that's funny. That's good, though. It was funny, because... How often do you change a helmet, though? Never. I still wear the one I crashed in. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Are you no, got a bike? I didn't, you fucking, you got I a bike didn't hit my head. I didn't hit my head real hard in that wreck, so okay. I kept that helmet, because it just had scuffs from where it, like, scraped all on the ground, but, like, the things that took the impact were, like, my lower body and... You know, that's what shattered my pelvis and all that stuff. So, yeah. like, the helmet was, although it was scraped from, like, going across the ground, like, it did, it never, like, impacted anything. It never, uh, you know, there was nothing wrong with it structurally. So, I just kept it. This is kind of a memento, and I wear it. Like, well, so, you got a, you got, almost got a bike up and running, or you got one running? I got, um, two of them running. I still got to sort the brakes out on that fucking pan shovel. Um, but, uh... I'm, I've got my uh, FXR that's running, sitting in the garage. i got to do a little bit of fiddling and tuning with it, but I fired it up the other day. Yeah, I've rode a couple times just to get out there after work, you know, get the wind in my face and forget about the world, you know, have a bad day at work or, you know. It's perfect for that. Yeah. Just whoosh, the breeze just blows all the problems right out of the back of your head. Yeah, there you go. Wind blows and my hair flows and it's getting thinner though. I'm keeping the thing about cutting it and letting it grow back out again. It was mm -hmm. only two years. Yeah. So. Yeah, your for for what you got, yours grows way faster than mine. So. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got much, but I it grows. It's really wispy. It's like I tell. Uh, Harper's hair, she just it just hangs in her face, and uh, it just blows everywhere. And she mm -hmm. she rips the barrettes out of her hair, and um, well, it's if I put them in, um, they, she doesn't do that if Mom puts them in, but oh. um, but uh, she's got my hair. She doesn't have my hairline, thank heaven. Yeah, right. That's, that's, that's probably good. It's probably good for. Now. I got some really good pictures of the hair in her face, though, hanging in her face and stuff. I've known some women with your hairline. I don't think they liked it much. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Not at all. Well, hey, I think this is where we tell everybody to be kind to each other and yeah. work hard Please. to accept people for who they are. Yes. I mean, I, yes. I talked about my friend with anxiety, and, and I feel bad that he has to go through that because um, while we, we all may feel rough and tumble, other people out there are a little, I don't want to say fragile, but they, they're a little more protective of themselves. We're all in a different place, and that's yeah. the thing. It's like, it's not that like he has to suffer with that, but he has to right now. And yeah. everyone's in a different place, and they're not ever going to get to the place that you think they should be by you doing anything. The only thing you can do is, is show them love and kindness right. and respect. Right. And, 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 and maybe hopefully a positive example. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, the only change that you're going to affect in the world is through yourself. Yeah. And uh, so, you know. Well, yeah, you got to be the change. You want to be the change in the world you want to see. The, so. Yeah. When you're out there doing the thing, stressing about the COVID, driving around, whatever. Just remember that shit don't matter. And I'm going to smile at somebody. And, and how about <laughs> this? Fucking... And how about this? If you're driving around out there and you're not thinking about the COVID because you're not worried about it. Be consider those people who are. Yeah. It's not that hard to stand a little distance off people. Yeah, give them space. I, I try to give... And that's the thing. I've been naturally trying to do that just because everyone seems to want it. 
I don't give a fuck, right? And people will apologize to me, like, like if they're, like, within a couple feet. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm like, man, I'm, you're good, man. I don't give a shit, you know? But, like, that doesn't mean that I'm crowding into people's space just because it's kind of a natural thing. Like, if you're going out and you're kind of just trying to be, uh, you know, kind and quiet, not rushing around, not not being in your own head, but just being out there and just, you know, letting it come minute by minute, you tend to just feel whatever vibe people are put off, putting off. And lately, it's like, I need a little space. Yeah. That's great. That's fine, man. Like, I'm not going to crowd you, you know? Like, so, and it's been almost a natural thing. I noticed it today when I was walking around a store where, like, normally I wouldn't think twice about, like, scooting between a couple people. Oh, excuse me, you know? But I was just like, hey, you know, I can kind of keeping a distance naturally because I knew that's what would make them feel better because they seemed right. spatially tense. And so I was like, fuck it, you know, like, this is what they need. This well, is clearly what they need. I, it, and it just kind of happened. I, I, I kind of, I, what I do is I kind of gauge out what they're doing because, you know, I might, if I'm sitting behind somebody and I want to get past them, which most of, most of the grocery stores like Albertsons have one-way aisles now, which, okay, it's whatever. Weird. Yeah, but, um, and it's always the wrong way I'm on. I'm always down the wrong way, it seems like. But um, if they're not... It's like there's just some people who are just not aware or they don't care. Mm -hmm. Those people I just walk by. Yep. You know, I just kind of take a deep breath, just kind of breeze by them. Generally, I say, yeah. excuse me, yeah. you know, and I just move on. Plus, you can kind of tell. I mean, it's kind of obvious who's concerned and wants their space because they probably got masks or gloves on or they're, you know, you can feel them. You can feel their fucking yeah. vibe, you know. Yeah, Most of the like, time, like, like, I see a guy who looks like me, dirty pants, construction worker, clearly no mask, like, doesn't give a fuck, like, there to grab some milk on his way home. Like, I'm not worried and he's not worried and I know yeah. that, you know, and I've encountered plenty of those people as well. Yeah. You know, um, but... You know, if you're paying attention, if you're being quiet, then you can kind of feel who needs the space or who needs the extra bit of uh, yeah. kindness or attention or love or and however you give that to them, be it just like making sure you keep your distance or giving it whatever. Who cares? I don't give a shit. Yeah. Wait 30 seconds to grab your jar of mayonnaise. Yeah. You're not going to get anywhere any quicker. You still got to stand in line behind somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Even the self-checkout is going slower than a normal one. So. Fuck. That's the one thing that's like, bro, when I show up to a store now, it's like, oh, fuck, I got to wait in a line to get in. Because a lot of stores now have that capacity. They're like, oh, 25 people in the store yeah. at a time. Well, it's like, so it's like I got to wait in a line to get in. Yeah. And I got to wait in a long-ass line to get out. Autumn. Bitch, I got to spend an hour to get a gallon of milk. Not, I was not in, really. I, I was, mean, in, I was in Albertsons. I went to get a prescription last night for this infection I have. I was literally in Albertsons for an hour because... They had two people work in the pharmacy mm -hmm. and six people there waiting for meds. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I walked the store. I mean, I'm in, I'm in pretty substantial pain. This infection's into my hips and stuff, and I'm in pretty substantial pain. And I was pretty grumpy by the time I left. Because, yeah. oh, you know, I'm thinking I'm starting to hallucinate because I'm in such pain, you know? You think you're showing up for like yeah. a 10, 15 minute wait at the pharmacy yeah. to get, you through, get out and it fucking ends up being like an hour. Yeah, you always forget that when you leave a doc the box, it takes them an extra 20 minutes to call in your prescription. So, I got I got to the window 30 minutes in and she they're like, oh, we just got this. It's like, yeah, cool. You're like, well, whip it on up. <laughs> so, I went and got ice cream, put it in the cart, and I had to get hamburger buns because the wife was making cheeseburgers. Shit, son. I haven't had me a cheeseburger for a while. I'm going to go home and have some deer burger. There you go. Deer Fire up the grill. My wife is a grill know, master. I normally cook them on the skillet. Oh, yeah? I normally cook them on the skillet. Yeah, with, with the deer, like beef, or if I have a bunch of fat ground into the deer, then I would cook it on the grill. Maybe. Right. But like with the deer is so lean, if I just have ground deer meat, if I'm not mixing fat in it when I mix the meat up, it doesn't grill that great, kind of dry. Oh, and so okay. I'd rather cook it in the skillet. Plus, it's just more convenient, and I cook in the skillet all the time. Okay. So I, I cook cool. lots of stuff in the skillet. So That's cool. I'm a skillet kind of guy. We need to work on our skillet. We got an iron cast skillet, and it's rusty in the bottom drawer. Pull that bitch out. Scrub it up with some steel wool, rinse it out, dry it, 
we'll wipe it down and then take it and get you some good oil. We got some, we got some grapeseed oil to put, or uh, we got grapeseed oil to put in. We put it in the oven for five hours. We wiped it down with grapeseed, washed it, wiped it down with grapeseed oil, and put it in the oven for you know five what hours. What the smoke point of grapeseed oil is? Find something with a really high smoke point. Mm -hmm. Avocado oil is has a real high five twenty, five hundred, five twenty, yeah. and then put it in there. You know, you put and don't just wipe it down with it. Take that bitch and fill it up, not fill it up, but like fill it like halfway full of oil, and then put it in the oven. But make sure that you put it in the oven at a temperature below the smoke point of the oil, otherwise you can fill your house with oil smoke. But like you want that bitch like with a reserve of oil so that the pores of the iron can fucking suck that shit in. Okay. As it heats up. What we're trying to do is season that motherfucker real good. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, you got to have not just wipe down with oil, but, like, have oil in it. Yeah, you watch all kinds of YouTube videos that are like, well, just wipe it down with a little bit of oil and put it in the oven for five hours. Uh, no. No. I've been cooking in the same skillet now for probably, like, 10 years, 12 years. And, uh, fuck, dude. When my wife and I were first together, I came home one day and she fucking washed it. <laughs> I, was, I fucking you know like inside I was losing my shit because that's like the only thing I, when I cook it's in that like 80% of the time yeah unless you know so I was like oh <laughs> fuck just like, what and I'm like just don't ever I, I will there are a few things in the kitchen that I just don't ever want you to wash or touch or do anything with if you want to learn like the weirdness that I like then we can do that and then you can fucking play along. But like otherwise just make your life simple and just don't even touch this shit. <laughs> just leave it alone. I had to tell my mom that too. She didn't know how to care for a skillet, which I thought was real weird because my dad's always cooked in a skillet. But like I came home one day, she'd wash the skillet out with soap and hot water. I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. You got a dirty skillet, oil, salt, and a rag and you scrub that bitch up. And then you knock the salt out and put it away and you're done. That's it. Don't ever put water in that motherfucker. Unless you're cooking. I'll I cook think that's with maybe water what, in it sometimes. Maybe that's what Autumn did wrong when she washed it in soap. Well, she seasoned it and cooked it in it. Oh, you can't wash them. Okay. You can't wash them. So what kind of salt do you wash it with? Just whatever. Like, whatever. I'll, you know, sprinkle some fucking sea salt in it. That's the thing. If it's dirty, like if you got shit stuck in it and you want to clean it out, you can get like a, one of those stainless steel scrubber scouring pads and you can use that with oil, right? That works good. Or if you don't, if you don't have that one of those handy, you can just dump some salt in it, dump a little oil in it, take a rag and just scrub that bitch up like you're using like pumice soap. And it'll scrub that thing out so fucking clean. But it doesn't wash the oil out. And that's what causes, that's what causes it to fuck up is if you try to wash it with water and soap, it fucking breaks down the oils and okay. the iron. Okay, we'll remember yeah. that. I love it though. You're talking now. You're talking to one of my true passions: skillet cooking. <laughs> That's awesome. Shit. Well, hey, this is Bob, and this is Jordan, and this has been Shop Talks. Please uh, like, share, rate. Uh, you know, we're still not available on Apple. I need to start saying that at the top. I need to start including it in the posts. Uh, I think I did in the last one. We're not available on Apple. We hope that you'll download an alternate form of podcasting to listen. Uh, spot Whether it be Spotify or uh, Google or however that works. Um, and uh, we hope that you'll listen and tell a friend. And Yeah, as always, too, if you have uh, comments or uh, questions or ideas or you want to yell at us, please feel free. Yes, please. All right, well, y'all be cool. Thanks for, for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye.